Hello and welcome back to another week of Heart Space with Stacey. This week we're going to be talking about how to start to eat intuitively and really listening to your body's hunger signals and whether you can actually heal binge emotional or restrictive eating with just eating intuitively. This is something that I've recently posted on my Instagram and a topic that I talk a lot about in um, some of my one-on-one with one of my one-on-one clients and it's something that I think is really important to talk about because a lot of the time people will say oh just listen to your body or just listen and you know eat intuitively and there's a lot of work around intuitive eating there's um, 10 principles actually around intuitive eating that were developed by two doctors nutritionists I think they were actually and although nutri- uh, intuitive eating is a really good skill to have there's a lot that actually needs to go into it before we start to eat intuitively so I'm going to talk about that this week. But before I get into that, I am going to give you a reminder and permission to spend money on yourselves for skincare. Okay, not that you need my permission. But I am someone who probably only recently in the past few years started to really take my skincare seriously. And I still don't know exactly what products I should be having, what things I should be doing for my skin. I went and saw a skin specialist years and years ago and found a product that that one product, which is by the way, extremely expensive to help my very dry skin on my face. And it is, I swear by it. But apart from that, I don't really know what else I should be doing. So last week on Friday, I went to my beauty therapist, beauty technician, beauty lady, whatever, for a facial, for a chemical peel um, and a, it was a boysenberry smoothie or blueberry smoothie or something, which is essentially getting rid of the pigmentation, getting rid of the the dry skin, the dead skin on top of my face because my face was so dry. And when she did it, when she did this um, this technique and this beauty treatment, she basically said that my skin has had such a big buildup of makeup, of skin, of all of these things that my cleanser wasn't getting rid of properly because I hadn't been exfoliating and I hadn't been using the right products that she had to do like an extraction of things from my skin. And I can tell you, my face felt and looked so glowy after this treatment and still does today because she's literally gotten rid of all of the crap that was on my face. And when you think about it, like you put makeup on your face nearly every single day. And I know that my cleanser doesn't really get rid of it all because sometimes I can still like get things off with a wipe or something, okay? And so when you actually think about it, how much buildup is happening on your skin? And when I realized this, I made a pact to myself that I am going to prioritize my skincare. I'm going to get the right products that I need. I got some testers from her to test some um, different products and to make sure that I like them before I drop a bomb on them. I don't even wanna know how much they are. But just as your reminder and my tip for this week is to take your skincare seriously because we only get one. And when you actually think about it, skin is a part of your body and I do not like my skin. My skin is something that I've really had to work on accepting about myself, work on not feeling self-conscious about because it is really dry. I am extremely pasty. I'm a ginger. And so with that comes very pasty skin. And that also means that because it is dry, tan also dries it out. So I can't be tan 100% of the time because it dries it out, then it goes flaky and it just looks terrible. 
So skin is something that I've had to work really hard on accepting about myself and something that you absolutely cannot change. I can't change my skin, but now I am going to start taking better care of it because I am 30 years old and I want to maintain a healthy looking, young looking skin face for as long as I can. So my tip for you this week is to take your skincare seriously. If you don't know what you should be doing, go and see a beauty therapist or go and see a skin specialist because I tell you what, I learned a lot in that 30 minutes that I was there and really got a new perspective on what I should be doing with my skin that I'm going to maintain than ever before. So I value it. um, And it's something that I think we should all really be talking a lot more about because I have absolutely no idea what I should be doing with my skin. I'm a woman, I'm a female, and it's just expected that I know what to do but we're not taught these things and I've never really sought out what to do so I went to see a professional and she helped me anyway that's not what this podcast is about obviously that was my little tip for this week so you if you suffer or have suffered or know someone that has suffered with like binge eating emotional overeating even restrictive eating you've probably seen a lot around the internet or a lot around Um, like how to recover or how to heal your relationship with food with people saying, just listen to your body, right? Just listen to your hunger cues, just eat intuitively. And so can you actually heal this kind of eating or any disordered eating with intuitive eating? So in my opinion, no, you can't. Intuitive eating is a part of the recovery process. It is a part of healing binge eating. It is a part of healing restrictive eating, but it is not going to be the thing that heals it because if you have disordered eating, you don't have, you're not in tune with your hunger signals. You are not in tune with your body telling you when you are full, when you're hungry, when how much if you need more food to eat, what you feel like eating. Sometimes people don't even know what they like anymore or they've convinced themselves so much that they like a particular food because it's in quote commas healthy or it's a diet food, but they actually don't like the taste. They just convince themselves of doing that. So often when you do have binge emotional or restrictive eating, you're also relying on external cues to help you eat like time of day, okay? When I was deep in my restrictive eating, I had absolutely no idea if I was hungry. And sometimes I would actually physically feel full, but it was time for me to eat. And so then I would eat my meal, even if I didn't want it. Even if everything in my body was like, no, you've had enough food, you don't need any more, especially in the bulking phases of bodybuilding. I had to eat so much food that I just felt sick and I was forcing food down my mouth right? And so we're actually so out of tune with our body's intuition that we can't just heal and go straight from binge or emotional or restrictive eating straight to intuitive eating, because that is actually going to increase the incidence of binging. It's going to increase the incidence of not feeling good in our body. And it's actually just going to send us straight back to where we started. So we actually need to start to develop our own intuition and really start to understand our body's signals. And if you have been just had disordered eating for a long time, this can take a little bit of time as well. So in order to actually develop our body's intuition and really start to understand our own hunger signals, it takes a period of time of being hyper conscious to our body. It takes a period of time of actually stopping in and checking with ourselves and really searching for physical, emotional, mental, um, 
sensations in our body that will help tell us when we're full and when we're hungry because hunger isn't just a physical sensation right sometimes hunger actually is irritability or an inability to focus or it could be um tiredness or brain fog right there are so many different cues to hunger that we feel like if we're not just listening to our stomach and if our stomach isn't telling us that we're hungry that means that we're not hungry but a lot of the time it's not it's also not physical right so when i'm and hangry by the way is a real thing when i start to get hungry i start to get really short quite irritable and just a little bit like annoyed at everything yeah and if i didn't know that that's what caused my hunger that's what my hunger cues were i could go for hours without probably eating and sometimes i don't even pick up on this still sometimes I get irritable or I'm in a shitty mood and then I have something to eat and it suddenly goes away. I'm like, I was just hungry, right? And so that is still a learning process. Sometimes it is retrospectively looking back and then realizing that, okay, I was a bitch then, I'm not a bitch now, maybe I was just a little bit hungry. And that is a hunger cue. So in order to be developing this intuition with your body and really starting to understand what your hunger cues are as i said it takes a hyper consciousness what that means is actually checking in with yourself and asking your body and asking yourself throughout different times of the day how am i actually feeling right now what sort of hunger cues do i have so if you are used to eating a meal at 11 a.m let's say and it comes up to 11 a.m and your instinct is to just go and get that meal Hyperconsciousness would be okay am i actually hungry right now what sort of tuning out of everything and just focusing on your body what hunger cues can i currently feel am i hungry do i feel an emptiness in my stomach mate how is my mood how are my energy levels really tuning into what your body is actually telling you once you have that then you can start to develop your intuition or your feeling of what you actually want to be eating so a lot of the time we rely on meal plans or what someone has told us to eat or just what we've always eaten and a lot of the time this can actually lead to binge eating even more because we're not satisfied with the meals that we're having so you may have just eaten a meal and you may not physically be um, hungry. You may physically be full, but you're not satisfied with the way that meal felt for you. If you feel like you're not having satisfactory meals and they're not giving you pleasure and you're not actually enjoying it, you're just eating for the sake of eating, then you are more likely to binge because you do not have that satisfaction feeling from your food, right? So we actually need to not only develop the intuition of how hungry am I? Am I actually hungry? We need to develop the intuition and the ability to listen to what do I feel like eating so then I can be satisfied so I'm not going to binge at a later date. Yeah? Because that is really important because if you're not satisfied with your food, you're going to find something that satisfies you. And that's usually the burgers, the chips, the chocolate, the ice creams, and then you can't stop because you know that your next meal is not going to satisfy you anymore. So you need to eat as much as you can right now to keep that pleasure and keep that satisfaction because this is the last time you're ever going to have this food because now I'm vowing to never have it again after this binge. Yeah. So developing intuition doesn't just help with um, 
with really understanding how much to eat and what to eat at that time, it helps to prevent binge eating and emotional overeating later down the track. So being hyper-conscious to what is going on for me right now, what sort of physical, emotional, mental sensations do I have in my body that could be alluding to hunger or fullness? And if I am hungry, do I feel like something hot or cold or something sweet or savory? Or maybe I feel like something that is hard or soft, like what sort of texture do I feel like? What is going to actually satisfy me in this moment? Because a lot of the time, we don't actually listen to what our body tells us, we listen to what our mind tells us we should be eating. And that might not be in congruency with what we actually feel like. We will often go for the low calorie, the diet food, the food that is the right in inverted commas food for us to be eating to lose weight, but it's actually not the food that we're craving or the food that we want or the food that's going to make us feel the best in that moment. And the best means physically, emotionally, mentally, right? So developing that hyper-consciousness and asking yourself, what do I actually feel like eating? What is going to satisfy me right now so that I don't need to continuously look for food or look for other things that are going to satisfy me later? And then whatever comes up, this is the really important part, whatever comes up, whatever your intuition, your mind, your body is telling you about what you actually feel like, following that without judgment, without thinking, oh no, I know that's what I feel like, but I'm not going to have it. Because this is one of the biggest killers of developing our intuition is not listening to it. The more you listen to it, the more that you actually can understand it, listen to it, trust it, the deeper it's going to come and the more easily it's going to become available to you, right? So if you say like, I feel like some freaking corn chips or I feel like nachos right now for dinner, but I'm not going to have that. I'm going to have chicken and a salad instead. That is getting you further away from developing your intuition and that's exactly what got us in this position to start with whereas if you can actually say i feel like nachos i'm going to have nachos and i'm going to enjoy every single little piece of these nachos because i'm so excited to have it and then you're starting to build that muscle of trusting and listening to your own intuition okay so that hyper-consciousness and that hyper-awareness needs to happen at, before you actually eat around how hungry am I. It needs to happen before you eat in terms of what do I actually feel like eating. And then you also need to bring it into when you're actually eating your food. And this can be the hardest part because a lot of the time we eat food in front of the TV or we're scrolling on social media or we're talking to someone else. And if we actually get really present to the meal and we slow down our eating and we chew our food a little bit more and we actually really conscious to enjoying and present to enjoying the meal that we're having, we're able to check in with ourselves a little bit more, noticing, am I getting full throughout this meal? I might have a little bit left and I'm actually starting to feel quite physically full. I know that if I keep eating, I'm going to push past that limit and not feel good about myself. So I might actually stop now. Or alternatively, you might finish the meal and check in with yourself and think, well, I'm actually still a little bit hungry. And then if that is the case, being able to allow yourself to get more food, because this is something that where we bring a lot of our logical thinking then which takes over our intuition by the way you can't lose use your logical thinking and intuition at the same time they are mutually exclusive 
You either have logical thinking or intuition. You can't use both. So if you are logically thinking about, I shouldn't be having more food because this should have been enough, that is going to get you further away from your intuition and lead you to more binge eating because you're not actually satisfying your physical hunger needs right? You're not actually satisfying what your body is telling you. Like, I need more food. I'm hungry. For whatever reason, maybe for no reason. But being able to listen to that and honor that is a skill. And then realizing that sometimes I'm going to eat more food. And then sometimes I'm actually going to stop before I'm finished my meal. And then over time, you can actually start to see how much food your body wants or craves prior to eating as well. So that hyperconsciousness doesn't just happen before you eat and when you're choosing what to eat. It should be a process that is happening throughout this meal as well and then after. When I say after, sometimes we are not actually aware of the impact that certain food has on our body, right? So I know that for whatever reason, raw um raw vegetables like if i have a raw carrot which sometimes i'll actually snack on with like hummus or peanut butter or something makes me feel quite bloated and the only reason that i know this is because any time where i was bloated at one point in time i was like what have i eaten that's made me feel like this and so a lot of the time if i have raw vegetables like um carrots sometimes even salads I can actually feel quite bloated or quite full and oats does the same for me. I've actually just had some oats and I'm feeling that, that ugh, fullness of I'm quite full right now and it's quite uncomfortable and it's not fullness because I've eaten too much. It's fullness of like a bloat because I'm consciously aware of what is physically happening in my body and how it makes me feel. And so next time I'm going to go and have oats or carrot or whatever it is, I'm going to remember this and listen to my body's intuition and that I don't want to feel like this. And I know that those certain foods are going to make me feel not the best. So that intuition needs to come in and that hyper-consciousness needs to come in not only when you're eating before you eat, but also after you eat. How does this food actually make me feel? Do I feel satisfied? Does it agree with my body? Is this something that I want to continue to eat? Did I actually enjoy it? Because so often we don't know what foods we enjoy. We're just eating them because it's what we've always eaten or what we've been told to eat. And so checking in with your body about the food that you enjoy is really important. And that helps develop your intuition even more. So a way that you can actually develop your intuition a little bit more and actually get to a point where you can outside of eating feel a little bit more intuitive and so that when you bring that to your food it's a lot easier is develop a regular meditation practice you don't have to sit there and there's this misconception where meditation is just sitting there thinking about nothing and clearing your mind and although that is a part of meditation it's not sitting there just trying to think about nothing it's having a conscious awareness of your thoughts letting them go and not following the thought down that rabbit hole that they can sometimes get to. So if you develop a meditation practice outside of eating and actually just tuning into your body and your emotions and how you're feeling and what your thoughts are, 
you start to trust yourself a little bit more and you actually start to develop your intuition towards a lot of things, not just your body or not just food. You start to develop intuition about people and situations and opportunities and decisions for yourself. And this is something that I worked a lot on over my growth period over the last few years, excuse me, a few years is actually tuning into how I was feeling, tuning into what was going on for me. And this helped with decisions about programs that I launched and relationships that I ended and places for me to live when I was looking for places to live. You just get this sense of knowing or of, it's hard to explain because it's a feeling and I find feelings really hard to explain, but it's just this deep sense of knowing is all the way that I can really describe it. And so when you, when you develop this intuition through meditation and through listening to what's coming through, you actually start to be able to trust yourself a lot more and trust your body a lot more. So you can actually really start to change the way that you view things. And instead of bringing your logical mind into decision-making, you can actually start to feel into your body. And this is a really powerful skill to have because not only does it help with your body image, your relationship with food, but it helps with every single other area of your life because Honestly, prior to like two, even two years ago, I was so in my headspace. I was so logical. I didn't, I didn't trust or listen to my intuition, even when it was screaming at me that situations, people, decisions were wrong. I intellectualized everything. I had to know, like, I just thought about things way too much. And it causes a lot of stress and it starts to actually get you down because you're starting to not trust yourself, right? And so when you start to develop meditation practice, when you start to listen to your body more, you start to just develop a sense of knowing and trust in yourself in the universe. So when you start a meditation practice, there's a, I've said it before, um, an app called Insight Timer. You can choose how long you want to meditate for. You can choose a topic you want to meditate on. Generally, I would say start with five minutes of a guided meditation. And you don't have to sit there in just silence or like listening to the birds around you. Like although that is a meditative state, you can actually put on a meditation that guides you through, that talks you through of what you should be doing, which helps you actually focus on something else other than just your mind. And then the more that you practice that, then maybe you can start to bring in different elements, elements of meditation. Sometimes I meditate when I'm walking. Like you don't have to be sitting there cross-legged on the ground with your eyes closed. You can be walking, going for a walk and feeling the grass under your toes and the sun on your skin and listening to the birds around you. You don't have to be just sitting there in stillness and silence. So find a meditation that works for you and developing your intuition and, and that can also be part of the intuition as well. Like what works for me? What actually gets me into a state of presence, of being, of listening and understanding what's going on inside my body and my mind, right? So developing a regular meditation practice is really important for developing intuition and, and many other things. I can't talk about meditation enough. So 
if you take one thing from this podcast, it would be to start to develop a meditation practice. So this is a shorter episode today. Um, I hope you have gotten some value of how to start to develop your body's intuition so you can bring that into not just food and, and your body, but also into other life decisions. Because as I said, developing intuition can be impactful in every single area of your life. And everyone has an innate intuition in their bodies. Everyone has the ability to feel into this. We just become so focused on our head and logical thinking that we lose the ability or we lose touch with it. So I hope this has been helpful. I will again link the show notes um, to my ebooks that are free at the moment for how to get over a post binge cheat sheet and also how to navigate Christmas um, festival season, festival season, <laughs> festive season, guilt free. Um, again, if you are loving the podcast or you're listening to it every week, please like and share it. It really helps get the word out there. And I appreciate you listening to me again this week. I look forward to discussing again next week with love.